Welcome. Welcome tonight. This is Visions uh, Sunday 2.0. We're in a month of momentum. And I would, I would like to think that, that so often we need to get momentum in our life. And one of the greatest ways we can get momentum in our life is stop just living for me and start living for something bigger than me. Because if I'm just living for me and what I can save and what I can gain and what I can get and, and, and the enjoyment that I can get out of my life, the Bible says he, he who um, tries to find his life will lose it. That will end up being unfulfilling. But the, Jesus then went on and he said this, but he who loses his, my, his life for my sake will find life. So one of the great keys to getting momentum in our life is that line in the sand moment when you and I decide that, well, instead of living for me and my comfort and my own future and my success, instead of living for success, I'm going to start living for significance. I'm going to start living for a vision that's bigger than my life. I'm going to start to serve God for what He's got for me. I'm going to discover that. I'm going to learn the power of serving and laying down my life for something greater than than myself. And so if that's the case, then we need a vision to attach ourselves to, a vision that's greater than ourselves. People who have got the most passion and fire and zeal in their life are living for something greater than themselves. And I want to invite you to start living for something way better than you or me or anything that you and I can live for. And it's the church of Jesus Christ. It's the one that he said, I will build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail. So this is Vision Sunday 2.0. And at the start of the year, we, uh, we talked about 1.0. Is that what you said, Ed? 1.0. And uh, if you've been around a little while, you, you'll understand uh, the, the vision that we've been talking about. It's been very similar for many years. This church uh, is not the idea of one person. It's not, it, wasn't, it didn't come out of a, uh, you know, uh, someone thinking, I'm a little bit bored, why don't I start a church? This church is God's idea. It was birthed with a scripture from God that He will make it glorious by the highway to the sea, and people who sit in darkness will see a great light. And we describe that vision in our church, this mission of our church, very simply as this, that we're building a church where Jesus Christ is glorified and lives like Keely are transformed. Insert your own name where lives are transformed here in this house. And so we're continuing to do that. We continue uh, to, to, to focus in on the, the greatest moment of our church. We've got many values, but the, the, the one that I want to focus on right now is a value called soul winning. We're a soul winning church. Uh, we just uh, had three people say, I want to follow Jesus or I want to be sure I'm going to heaven. And for me, that is the pinnacle of every service. And I shared this with the Musos on uh, Tuesday night, the creative team on Tuesday night. And I wrote, it, I wrote down a piece called Sensational Sundays. I personally believe that Sundays uh, and our Sunday services should be the best two hours of everybody's week. Now, I know they go for 90 minutes. That's why before and after counts into two hours, all right? And I've, I wrote this about salvation as the high point, the pinnacle of our services are the altar call. The most important miracle is when a person gets born again. We all engage. We lean in. We pray strong but quiet for the release of souls from darkness to light. The call is clear, anointed, and unashamed. We are rescuing people from the gates of hell. We don't rush this moment. We let it breathe. The ultimate celebration in heaven occurs when just one sinner repents and all of our services reflect that. I'm unashamed 
ashamed to tell you that the number one priority of this house is people who are living in darkness right now coming into the light of relationship with Jesus Christ. That's what we're all about. And if you agree, give him some praise right now. All right. So it's because of that. It's because of that. The urgency of eternity. It's because of the reality of eternity that we as a church have big dreams. Uh, not little dreams, but big dreams, scary dreams, audacious dreams. Dreams that if God doesn't partner with us and show up, we're going to be like uh, walking on water and sinking. But I have a feeling that God's got some, some great things planned for us to partner with. And so these, these dreams that, that God has that are so big mean that it's for you and I, uh, there's too many people separated from God right now on the Sunshine Coast, in Melbourne, around Australia. And it's way too many people now and for eternity for you and I to live small, self-focused, safe lives. This is not a church who believes in small, self-focused, safe lives. If you're looking for a safe place to be, and when I mean safe, I don't mean like child safe. This is a very child safe church. But I'm talking a low faith risk church. You came to the wrong place. We are a high faith risk church because we believe that God wants to reach thousands of people across this nation and beyond. So because we dream big, we've got some crazy dreams, things like this. We dream of being one of Australia's largest, most influential churches. Uh, uh, we believe, and I believe, that that's, that phrase has been in my heart for, for decades. It's in the DNA of this house. We see ourselves as being one church across 10 different locations, at least in Australia, with our immediate plan to launch C3 Powerhouse Melbourne East later this year with the Frecker Factor, Pastor Dan and Ebony. And we announced today that Jai Bevan is going to go and be the worship leader. Yes, he is. All right. Then we also see ourselves as a church being a leadership factory. We're raising and releasing entrepreneurs and influencers into every sphere of society. Every sphere needs leaders that we're producing to walk a kingdom way. I saw Ella Byrne over here rocking the bass a little bit earlier. Uh, I love Ella. She's great. And Ella's going to represent Australia at the Olympic Games in archery. So be nice to Ella or she'll shoot you, okay? All right. That's influence into every sphere of society. We're a church where powerful healing miracles are normal as part of our church, just as it was in the book of Acts. We're a church who shines God's love into our community in a powerful and practical way. I see our church as being an army of Holy Ghost-filled, tongue-talking, demon-crushing, faith-filled, prophesying, front-footed prayer warriors, serving and, and reaching the people of the cities and communities into a transforming relationship with Jesus Christ. It's a big picture vision. We're here, uh, not for ourselves. When we began to meet in the Malulabar TAFE College with 25 people back in 1992, the dream was exactly the same, that we would be a large, influential church. And we are custodians of the vision that belongs to God. And I'm asking you to join with Danielle and I to be custodians of a vision that's not just our vision, but it's God's vision for you and I to be part of. It's a big vision. And that brings us to the second part of Vision Sunday 2.0, and that's our facilities. This facility that you're, you're sitting in right now is a miracle. In fact, our church has a rich history of every building from the, from the Bird of Paradise Center where we had, who remembers the Bird of Paradise Center? 
Yeah, okay, it's been at the Kiwana shops. Man, okay, I'm showing my age right now. I had this like giant bird that looked more like a capsicum. That's, that's kind of like a rosella on the outside of it. That was, that was one of our first church miracles in terms of facilities. And, you know, every step of our journey from the Bird of Paradise Center, Kiwana Community Center, to the Green Building here, to Premier Circuit, to buying our land, every step has been marked with miracles, little miracles and big miracles that God's done for us in our facilities. It would literally take me the rest of the night and through till midnight, and apparently I've got the time, but it would literally take me, oh no, the clock's working now, damn, ah, you guys, it would literally take me all night to tell you what God has done for us, the journey that God's done for us. Uh, you're sitting right now in a, in, in a miracle. Uh, we used to rent the green building in Main Drive. Now Kiwana Baptists are there. We were paying about $3,000 a month in rent and God began, and we, we outgrew it. Literally, we had people sitting in the foyer uh, of that church, of that, that place. And, and it was probably about as big as our foyer is now. And we felt like God was stirring us and stirring us. And, and then eventually he led us to this place. And, we, and the big step was without the multi-purpose zone was we went from $3,000 a month to $20,000 a month in rent in one month. And it was a massive faith step. And we sought God and we prayed and we gave. And, and, and that, was, that wasn't just uh, the rent. Then this whole place to fit it out, because it looked like this. I think we've got a photo of what it looked like. It looked like this. That was this. I just, just that, that like, vision is just casting a vision of what's going to happen and then we work out we work and pray and and and, and god moves with us and uh, it's just the next one that's look that's looking from the top of the steps that's looking back at the offices that that's what it was when we moved in uh ne next one that's that's uh, that's our our church uh in a in a shed with a tin roof we gave away our aircon and left it behind at the, at the, for the Baptists. And, and we had a few hot summers in here. And we just dared to believe that what was valued at a $2 million fit out in terms of council, including council fees, somehow this crazy bunch of believers would believe that God would help us fit this place out. He would work miracles. He'd move on our behalf. And he did. He did. We're here today paying a lot more than 20 grand a month rent because we've got the whole place and things have gone up. But we're here today by the grace of God. Uh, we had $450,000 worth of council fees wiped in one moment. One of the biggest contributors to the building fit out was an electrician who heard we, we gave our aircon to the Kiwana Baptist Church and he did $80,000 worth of aircon for Nick's for free. Uh, we had miracle after miracle in this place. And I, I just I want to tell you, that's just how God works with us in, in the realm of facilities and buildings and finances. Danielle and I have found that God's taken us personally on a journey uh, in terms of our own houses. And each one of them has been a miracle and they've, they've been a provision story and we feel like not just because he wants to bless us which he does we feel like they've been training so that we can lead the church effectively into the future facilities that God has for us and so I want to tell you a few things right now about this church and when it comes to facilities first of all number one buildings and finances are a resource that we use to fulfill our vision of building a church where Jesus is glorified and lives are transformed buildings are not the end goal they're just a tool for the end goal. You are the end goal. Your friends meeting Christ are the end goal. People we don't yet know uh, having their lives transformed are the end goal. The building is just a facility for a move of God here. Number two, that being said, 
I want you to know that I believe absolutely and 100% that when, when a Christian or a church buys land or builds a building or buys a house, that it's spiritually significant. The promise to Abraham is that I will give you and your descendants land. I will give you possession. And that's why the enemy opposes it. And that's why I celebrate the heck out of anyone in our church when they buy their first home or when they, they take ground and they take land because I believe it's a blessing from God and it's spiritually significant. That's number two. And number three is that Danielle and I intentionally lead our church in a journey of faith. Uh, when we were on one of our journeys of faith with a house where, where God literally, a prophet prophesied God wanted to, to take us from the place we're in because he was discontent with our contentment, that he wanted to give us water views, that he wanted to, to improve our outlook and change our spiritual outlook and it would have spiritual significance. When we were on a journey to do that, what kick-started it was someone giving us $100,000 unexpectedly. Okay, then we made a decision to sell our house that we sold really quickly for $40,000 more than we should. Then we, we had six months of absolute pain where we were just believing the promises of God, uh, but literally being kicked from house to house that we were renting, not because we were bad renters, we were just in holiday rentals. And in the middle of it, we're, we're looking at each other and God's giving us promise after promise of what He's doing, but we're looking at each other. I, I woke up one morning and I said to Dan, uh, and I prayed to the Lord, are we crazy? Did we miss it? We, we sold the house. We took a step of faith. We believed that you'd lead us to somewhere awesome. We haven't found it. And, and we, we, this is just depressing and discouraging. And it's, and it's crazy. And I opened my Bible and the scripture of the day, would you believe it, came out of Corinthians. And this is literally what it said. I think we've got it to go up on the screen here. And it says, uh, if it seems we are crazy... It is to bring glory to God. And if we're in our right minds, it's for your benefit. I want to tell you, it might seem like we're a little bit crazy around here, but it's for the glory of God. And what I'm about to share with you is, is crazy, but it's for the glory of God. And one of the reasons we've decided to go very public on the whole journey, rather than one day uh, Russell Smith comes out and says, oh, we bought some land at Power Road. Isn't it awesome? We all go nice job. Uh, we want to take everybody on the journey of believing with God so that we know what it is and we know how faith works, that you set an objective, that you set a vision, that you pray and ask, that God gives you promises, then you take faith steps and you sow and you fast and you pray and you release something out of the spirit into the natural. I want everyone to know that's the way God does miracles in our lives, that you work miracles. So literally, Literally, we're actually just workshopping how faith works in a very public, exposed, uh, vulnerable way before the church, and we're on this journey together. Is that all right tonight? All right, so the, the journey went a little bit like this. When we, when we uh, got into the green building, another miracle, don't have time for that. When we got into the green building, my office, I began to pray in my office and we were looking at buying some church land. And, uh, and as I was praying, God just gave me a real clear vision. And, and, and I began to see this, these facilities. And it's just, if you've been around, you've heard me tell this, but, but it was a series of buildings. It was four buildings built around a quadrangle like a university campus. And each, each building had a specific purpose and, 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 and I could see it, water features and people hanging around in the middle. And there was one that was used for community and for youth and stadium and, and commercial kitchen and able to meet the needs of the community. And then there was a three-story building that was 
It was for uh, training and education, training church planners, training entrepreneurs, training leaders, training uh, people to influence society, TV studios. Then there was these great kids' facilities, colorful, buoyant, amazing, uh, indoor and outdoor play center. Uh, then it, then I came right around the horseshoe, and then there was this amazing auditorium. The auditorium it had like a flat floor, then it had all these seats around the outside, and, and it was large, and it was it was awesome. It was awesome. What was awesome about it was the sense of the presence of God and the excitement of it. And I caught a glimpse while I was praying about that, and I got to tell you, I haven't been able to shake it ever since. I know it's God's vision for the future of our facilities. And as much as we tried to talk ourselves out of it over the years, uh, we couldn't. In fact, not long after that, we bought 30 acres of land over here in Meriden Plains, uh, around near the Meriden School and Rainforest Drive. We bought that 30 acres, and, and it was a, a great provision for God to get us in the market. This was, this was in, uh, or the, that vision was in 2002, uh, roughly. And so we bought that, but, but honestly, I could never really see us building that facility on that land tried real hard, prayed a lot, and we, we, we began paying that off, but we couldn't. And then in 2013, 12 years, uh, 11 years after that vision, and about a little bit longer after having that land, Vicki Simpson comes, the same lady who prophesied over us, I see you in a different house, and I see, it, I see it being spiritually significant, prophesies a couple of years later about the church. And she says, and she says some things like this. She says, uh, it's not lack that's stopping you being in your facility. It's timing. It's God's timing. He says, I'm holding off for a season and a reason, says the Lord. I can almost prophesy to you. I've heard it so many times. She said, is not the key of David on my shoulder. I will open what no man can open and I'll close what no man can close. There's this sense that there's doors into our future. It's quite, and that only Jesus would open those doors. Then she said, a time will come uh, where we would build as a church facilities that will be nationally significant church facilities. That people will come from all around the nation to look at the building that we build for inspiration for them and what God's going to do in our midst. And then she went on to say, the vision that you see right now, it's only in part that there's more. God's going to draw the curtain back. And in fact, it's not the way you see it. You're going to actually leap frog a stage into another place and and then god would do something that only god could do that it would be impossible and he would get the glory for it when we got that prophecy and that that stirred us again we began to pray and go okay this feeling that this land is not the land uh, but we're going to leapfrog into another place and we began to we began to pray as a team an executive team and board okay god well have you got somewhere else for us where is it and that's when we decided to do that crazy thing that we do and say, come on the journey, church. Let's, this is why. Here's the scriptures. Here's the, here's the prophecies. Uh, we, we believe God's got some other land for us. We believe and we, we, got, we printed up the, the prophecy and we printed up the scriptures and everyone got one and this is it. This is mine. It's, it's pretty torn and worn uh, because I've prayed for, like this for it so many times. And we said, let's, let's, let's begin to pray and we begin to fast and believe God. Let's have an all-night prayer meeting, the first one in the history of our church. We've got a photo of it here. And on that all-night prayer meeting, this crazy group of people who, who do stuff for the glory of God got in a convoy of craziness and drove down the Nicklin Way, Caloundra Road, Bruce Highway, Sunshine Motorway, saying, God, show us our strategic acreage that has visible from the highway to with easy access. Show us our land in the future. 
So then over, we prayed that, we kept praying that over the next 12 months. Uh, Russell and Jeremy began to look and, 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 and look at different options, a few, a few ones that didn't kind of work. Uh, you know, the, the, after we prayed that prayer, that all-night prayer meeting, God gave me the scripture the very next morning, put your hope in the Lord, travel steadily along his path, and he will honor you by giving you the land, and you will see the wicked destroyed. And so we, we're, over these next 12 months, at least two people had dreams. And they emailed us about these dreams. One of them was literally driving down past power, uh, power plant, down Power Road, for us to have a church in Power Road. And the other was that God's land for us was, uh, was on the opposite side of the Sunshine Coast University, over the highway, and that there was this open vacant space that had weird little animals on it. Uh, which, as, if you've been around a while, the, the land we're looking at in Power Road is a llama farm right now, okay? Everyone say, no problem. No problem. If God can do it. All right. So we'll just keep fast-tracking along. So we're just praying. We're asking God how to do it. God gave us some strategy. Uh, th- this is the two key things you need to know because every step of this has come either from rhema words, prophetic words, things God said, visions for us. This is how we work. And so two key things happened. We said, all right, church, this is the land. We're going to believe God for it. Uh, and, and the Lord showed us, uh, I got this great scripture in Proverbs 27, 26. It says, your sheep will provide wool for clothing and your goats will provide the price of a field. I had no idea what it meant. But have you ever read a scripture where it just comes alive to you? You can feel the presence of God on it. You don't know why, but it seems significant. That was that scripture. I wrote it down in my journal. I'm like, maybe Lord, a goat, maybe a an unsaved business person is going to pay for our land in the future. That's what I wrote down. Then we come in, we're praying with our exec team and our board, and we're praying for, our, for the power road. God, are we going to buy a por- the back portion of it? And the Lord said to me, the goats are the llamas. The goats will provide the price of the field. Buy the whole lot, not just the back part that, that's a little cheaper part, but the whole lot, develop the front part and use it to, uh, to build the building that you want to build for the future. Then God spoke to, to us in a meeting about our, selling our land at Rainforest Drive. And I just saw a, a sold sign. I heard the Lord say, sell it for $5 million, which is ridiculous because it's worth about one and a half to $2 million. But the Lord said, I want you to do that. And straight as I finished that, I looked at the board and said, what did God say to you? And Ian Dimon said, I saw a sold sign on Rainforest Drive. And Russell Smith said, I heard God say, sell it for $5 million. I'm like, okay, there's the plan. Then we took what I would say is probably the greatest faith risk we've taken. We're now praying as a team, sell it for five mil, buy that for eight mil, develop part of it, sell it off, build facilities for 10 to $12 million debt free. And I went and Danielle and I went to a conference in America and I heard a pastor, the son of Tommy Barnett, stand up and say how God had spoken to him this phrase, secret faith is shallow faith. And I was convicted that we're not, it's not just a matter of being on my wall and me praying for it. It's not just a matter for our board and our executive team to be praying for it, but we needed to share it with the church. And so in uh, July 2017, we went public where we said, church, this is what we're believing God for. And yes, we're crazy, but it's for glory to God right now. We're going to sell that land for five mil, buy that for eight mil, improve it and sell the front section and build 10 to $12 million debt free. And it will provide a 
domino effect that we'll be able to buy buildings in the future for our locations for cash in the name of Jesus. And if you agree with me, give him some praise. Give him some praise in the house. All right. Had another all-night prayer meeting because we just, what are we? We're crazy. So we all got together again. Uh, this is last year. Uh, there's a whole crew of us. We got in a convoy, and the crazy convoy drove around Power Road seven times, listening to Vicky Simpson's prophecy and, pr- and playing the song, It's Our Time, It's Our Turn for the Glory of God, that our band wrote about this great faith journey. I love it. I love a crazy faith church. You guys are amazing. So then we got to the end of last year, and the Lord said, All right, it's done. You've had five years of fasting, literally two years. Every day of the year, someone in our church was fasting, including New Year's Day and Christmas Day, for souls and for this particular miracle uh, and for, for all sorts of miracles. Uh, we've had 24-7 prayer meetings. We've had uh, someone praying uh, one hour a day consistently for 24 hours. Over seven. You name it, we've done it, we've prayed. We've believed, we've declared, we've fasted. And the Lord said to me at the, at the end of last year, it's done. You've prayed it through. Uh, It's time to finish the fasting. That was also a very well-received announcement by the church. Uh, We're not going to fast in 2019. We're going to party. We're going to praise. We're going to give God thanks for what He's done because now it's just purely a matter of timing before God says, uh, before God does what He said He would do and we prayed it through. And I'm so proud of this church for doing that. And Pastor Phil Pringle came and he confirmed that this year when he prophesied over us that in the month of June, that's now, and the month of July, doors that have been closed in relation to property and buildings will open. That was his prophecy. He said God's had them closed no, for no bad reason, just for timing. Reminds me about this Key of David prophecy that God would come and open those doors. In fact, we've got a little video clip about that, that has that and it has our vision builder directors, Dave and Marina. I don't want us just to roll that right now if we're able to roll this one because it has a little bit of that prophecy in it. So the whole video uh, with the, the crowders in it would be great. Come on. Come on. Give the Lord some praise right now. So on your seat, can I have one of those little black... Uh, these ones this is our Vision Builders 2019 how cool does that look that looks like a collector's edition maybe it should be because 2019 was the year come on it was the year and so I I don't want you to open this up now but I want you to take this home open it up and Vision Builders is as David and Marina said it's the giving program for the current and future facilities of our church next Sunday is what we call Miricle Sunday We normally call it Celebration Sunday, but we're calling it Miracle Sunday because we believe that something is going to shift spiritually as we bring these uh, offerings and pledges for the next 12 months. I want to ask you to prayerfully think about what you're going to do to be a vision builder. Danielle and I... do this every year. We've been doing this for years. We prayerfully say, God, what, what can we commit? What can we sacrifice? What can we do by faith? And I want to ask you if C3 Powerhouse is your home church to be, to be part of this. I know uh, that no one in this room has spare money lying around. I know that there'd be no one here who's like, 
yep, not sure what to do with that part of my budget. I've got something to blow it on. I'm pretty sure all of us, uh, if we've got budgets, have pre-allocated those budgets. And that's why I want you to, to think about three questions, and that's what this card's all about. The three questions I want us to think about is, first of all, why? Why be a vision builder? I talked earlier about how important it is for people to have a vision greater than our own life. But I want to ask you to think about this tonight. Why would I be a vision builder? What's your why? If you don't have a why, it's very hard to be disciplined. If you don't have a vision that's clear for yourself, it's very hard. There's people here right now and you're studying five hours a day. You're going to university. You're, you're accumulating a big hex debt. Uh, but you've got a very clear picture that at the end of it, you want to be a doctor or you want to be a surgeon or you want to, you want to be a lawyer or whatever it is that your, your, your why is the outcome and you're going through pain and sacrifice. You're not getting paid income. You're going without this stuff because you've got a very clear why. If you've got a very clear why, you can rise at, you know, I don't know how, many, how much practice Ella does, uh, but I'm sure it's a whole, a whole lot of hours a, a week. And her why is probably because she sees herself standing on a podium in an Olympic Games uh, with, with a gold medal around her neck. If you've got a clear picture of your why, then you'll sacrifice and do lots. That's, that's where discipline comes out of. If, you're, if you've got a, a sense of your future, uh, then, then and, and the why is clear. And I want to ask you tonight, if you're a member of this church, if this is your home church, I want to ask you to be, firstly, to be a vision builder. I want to ask you to think about why. What's your why? For some of you, it's the vision. You're just like, and you see people around the room, I'm all in. I'm all in. I, I've been casting a vision for 17 years about facilities. And facilities is part of what I'm all in for. But for me, it's very easy. I, I don't think this is big enough. Because my why are names. My why is Keely. My why is people like Daniel Clark. My why are people who have found Christ in this church and your lives have been transformed. And, I, and for many who are yet to come, that's, why, that's my why. Every time someone stands up here and gives a testimony, I am fueled in my why of tithing, serving, sacrificing, praying, and making, making the sacrifice to make it a, an awesome house of God for people who are coming. That's my why. Your why might be because you want to have a vision greater than yourself. Your why might be because your life's been changed so much by being part of this house, you want to pay it forward. Someone paid for the lights, someone paid for your seat, someone paid for the rent, someone paid for the facility, and you're a beneficiary of that, and your decision is, well, I'm going to pay it forward in, a, in whatever way you can right now. What's your why? Maybe it's for future generations. Maybe it's for unsaved family who aren't here yet. Maybe it's that your husband's going to get saved in this house. Whatever it is, that's your why. So once you've got your why clear, and I want you to think about that today, and I want you to write it down, and even this week begin to think about it and prepare for it, then you've got to answer the question, well, what am I sacrificing? Because nothing great gets done without sacrifice. Nothing of eternal significance happens without sacrifice. And Daniel and I, uh, I'm not going to stand up here and ask you to do something we're not prepared to do. It's something we've done year in, year out. And I'm asking you to ask God and not just, and if he says nothing, not just leave it, but just make a decision. The Bible says purpose in your heart what you're going to give. 
not under compulsion, but you. you, you. So I, I would find about 20% of the time, maybe 30% of the time is, oh, yeah, God spoke very clearly. And most of the rest of the time, oh, we're just purposing in our heart. What are we going to do? Because we're all in and we're going to sacrifice. And so you can sacrifice lots of different ways. You can sacrifice things that are in your budget. And we've done that. We've given our holiday budget for a year. We've given our clothing budget for a year. Uh, we've got given a whole lot of clothes that year. It's quite amazing. Uh, we've sacrificed our takeaway budget for the year. We've sacrificed all sorts of things. We, we even tried to sacrifice our kids one year, but it didn't, God said, no, no, you, you keep them. But you, you can sacrifice things. I'll, in this room, there's things that you can sacrifice. And, and it actually, it's what's really cool. We gave a car once. That was our sacrifice. And I was driving around. Instead of a $5,000 car, I was driving around a maybe $700 car. And every time I drove it around, it was a, there was two things that were going on. One, why I made the sacrifice. I'd remind myself, Lord, I've made the sacrifice because I love your house and because you spoke to me about it. And two, I'm activating my faith that I've sown a car, so you're going you're gonna to multiply a car back into my life better than what I've sown. That's the principle of sowing and reaping. So when you sacrifice, it keeps your heart engaged in a vision greater than your life, whatever it might be. You could sacrifice, oh, you know, I could go through it. You could sacrifice Spotify for a year. You could sacrifice uh, Foxtel for a year. You could, you could sacrifice Netflix for a year. You could sacrifice uh, internet for a year. You could, uh, there are so many, you could sacrifice your shoe budget for a year. For some of you, that's thousands. You could sacrifice, uh, literally, there's just so many things. If you've got a clear why, then the sacrifice becomes easy not not simple not not like oh no pain but it becomes of course i'm committed to something eternally significant you can sell something you've got you can money you put aside for for stuff you can you can um, give that and not just so it's gone but here's the third thing because once you do this once you sow once you sacrifice you get into another realm you get into the supernatural realm you get into the realm where God becomes your supplier. When what you've sown, He's able to multiply back to you. And time and time again, I told you earlier, we got given $100,000 for a house. Well, years before that, we gave $50,000 from a house that we had and we sold. And so I know the way it works with God. When you sow, if you have, if you have faith and keep believing, He multiplies it back into your life. That's the way it works. That's why the third thing is, what are you believing for as you sow? I don't want you to sow sacrificially without any faith attached to it. I want you to believe for something. I want you to believe it might be your first house. It might be, it might be for someone to get saved. It might be for a job. It might be for a promotion. It might be for a business turnaround. It might be for a dream to come to pass. But I want you to believe for something as you're sowing because that's, this is what the Bible says. And I'm going to close with this and we're going to hear someone's testimony. Paul said after there was an offering given, he said it's a sweet-smelling sacrifice, acceptable and pleasing to God. The same God who takes care of me will supply all your needs from His glorious riches which have been given to us in Christ Jesus. When you sow sacrificially to something God's into, then, then you open up the realm of the glorious riches of Christ 
to flow into your life. Instead of being limited to your own world, when you become a sower, you get the unlimited capacity of what God has to release into your life if you release faith with that. That's why I've got no, no, I'm unashamed about asking people to make a sacrifice for the house of God because I know God will have your back if you build his house. So this is what we're going to hear from Jess right now. Can you guys make Jess really welcome as she comes up to talk about being a vision builder and your story and your journey with that. Thank you, Jess. Hello. So my name is Jess. I've been coming to C3 for nearly three years now. So this will be the third vision builder program I've been involved in. Every year I've been challenged to believe for more, for bigger, for better than I have ever hoped for, than I've imagined. And throughout this journey, I've realized it kind of works both ways. So when God challenged me last year on the amount of money to give, it was bigger than I thought I could actually do. And my emotion tied towards that was a little bit of, oh God, are you serious? Because I had plans for that money. I was turning 30 last year. I was having a me year. I was going on holidays. I was having adventures. Life was going to be fun. But God has plans. Um, so God asked me to give more money than I've ever given in any offering, which was huge. For me, that was big. Looking back on it, I can confidently say that Vision Builders was a massive faith challenge. It was a massive financial challenge but it was in no way a disadvantage to my life. In the last 12 months, I have sacrificed, um, but I have been blessed and I've had favour on my life like I wouldn't have imagined. I work for Queensland Health. I have acted up in positions three times. Um, these positions I probably didn't have enough experience in. I, on paper, probably didn't deserve it, but God... And with each time I was promoted, um, my pay went up. Thank you, Jesus. Um, and this current role I'm in may be temporary, but it doesn't actually have an end date. And I plan on doing so well that they have to keep me there. <laughs> my favourite work sorry, also extended beyond little pay rises and promotions. I, in the last 12 months, have had nearly three months of paid holiday leave. That just, hey. that just doesn't happen. And it was to the point where it was forced. I had too much leave banked with Queensland Health, so they're like, get out, you're a debt to us, have a great time. So I was able to have multiple staycations. I've been interstate a couple of times. For my 30th, I went on two wonderful overseas holidays and had a wonderful adventure and lots of me time, which is what I wanted. While it was scary um, to actually think about the money I was going to give, when I finally made up my mind that this is going to happen, I realised that you can't out-give God. You can't out-budget God. You can't out-plan God. He knows the plans that you have, and somehow he just makes it work. That's God. <laughs> because of my sacrifice, because of my obedience, because of my trust in God throughout this whole journey, financially, I'm better off than I was 12 months ago. Come on. Emotionally, I can confidently say I'm better off than I was 12 months ago. My relationship with God is better than it was 12 months ago. Because of my experience with Vision Builders, 
I plan on giving bigger, oh, I plan on giving bigger this year because my plans want to align with God, which are bigger than it was last year. Awesome. Thank you, Jess. Very good. Very good, very good. So this is what I'm going to ask us to do. I just, right now, I want us to close our eyes. And I'm, I'm just, I'm going to ask you this. I just, the question is, are you a vision builder? And think about why. And if you're committed to being a vision builder, that's not so much at the moment about how much, but yes, I'm going to be a vision builder. Yes, I'm going to be a financial contributor to the vision over the next 12 months. I just want you to stand up. So that's me. I'm in. I'm in. I'm going to be a vision builder. I'm going to sow into the house of God over the next 12 months. I'm going to make it a financial priority. You don't have to stand up. It's just more a matter of if God's speaking to you. And I want you to think right now, what's your why then? What's your why? What is it? To me, the, the amount is, in, is less important than the desire to be involved in the heart. I've seen people start at $2 a week, start businesses and go ballistic and end up giving hundreds of thousands of dollars. It's the willingness and the heart. And so, Father, I'm praying for every person standing right now who's a vision builder, that you'd speak to them over this next week. As we come to next Sunday, to Miracle Sunday, there would be such a sense of faith and excitement as we come and bring an offering and make a pledge for the next 12 months. Lord, there'd be a ridiculous sense of excitement about it, a ridiculous sense of faith about it as we unlock miracles, both for the church and for individuals. Why don't we all stand together right now? Father, I'm praying for blessing as we come. And I, I want to just uh, encourage you this week. We're commencing a seven days of prayer. Tomorrow morning, 6.15, here in the auditorium, I'll be le uh, leading it. I have a contract for Power Road for $8 million with about a number of scriptures written on the contract. This is a faith thing. We'll be, pra we'll be praising God for it. We won't be pr asking for it. We'll be praising God for what He's done already and is being unlocked over these next couple of, uh, over these next couple of months. Yes. And we'll be praying specifically for financial uh, blessing in your life. So you guys are amazing. God bless you. Thank you, Dan Frecker.